0: Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB, and in today's episode, I have a key member from the Metaverse Standards Forum, and that is Victor Medino. He's if not one of the most prolific speakers. Now he has got a phenomenal work experience, and I really urge you listeners to follow him on LinkedIn and Twitter. All of his details is in the show notes below. What I really liked in this particular episode is we discussed everything about the Metaverse Standards Forum. Now he's got some really strong experience so far standardization is concerned and in this episode it discussed the importance of having things standardized in the metaverse industry. We also discussed interoperability and how metaverse standards forum helps the industry. And listen guys, if you are a business or a startup trying to build things in the metaverse, I definitely do think you need to be part of the metaverse standards forum. As a matter of fact, in this episode, Victor did mention why business entities, startups or individuals need to look at Metaverse Standards Forum and the registration is completely free of cost as well. We also discussed some of the challenges that is currently facing in the metaverse industry. So we discussed the security concerns. We also talked about what the Dubai Police is planning to do if you have done some notorious things in the metaverse and how that has an impact in the physical world as well. And Victor is also based in Dubai, and he did share some insights on what Dubai as a city is doing in order to be a world leader in the metaverse industry. And if you are a business entity who is currently operating in Dubai, I think you'll definitely be benefited by listening to this episode. And as I was talking to Victor, one thing which I did realize that what the metaverse standards is trying to do is only going to benefit the metaverse industry at a macro level. And guys, if you do have any feedback or suggestions, mention them in the comments below. Alternatively, you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com and if you do want to connect to Victor, all of his details is in the show notes below. Along with it are the details of Metaverse Standards Forum, so please check this out. Firstly, Victor, thank you so very much for taking your time to do this. Really appreciate you you taking your time out of your busy schedule and sharing your knowledge and information about Metaverse Standards Forum, so really appreciate you doing this.
1: Thank you very much, George. It's a pleasure. <laughs>
0: and how has your day been today? Today is a Monday. Today is a rather busy day.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a, an intense day uh, putting proposals together, but uh, but it, it's been good since uh, I came back from holidays. Actually, it has been such a hype, such a buzzing. You know, um, every week is something new. Every week there's you know tons of events happening. Jitex was last week. Uh, but yeah, really good, really good to be here, really good to be alive in this exciting time.
0: Absolutely. And last week in Jitex, they had the entire section dedicated to Metaverse, right? Which is yeah. and
1: Exverse. Yeah, yeah. I passed by, I say hi. I had some friends there. It was sponsored by Decentraland and uh, there were some friends there. I passed by for a little bit. Then I rushed into other, other halls, other talks, a lot of friends to see and, and a lot of technology to see. So it was quite interesting.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much for that. Before we talk about, you know, how you are involved in Metaverse and Metaverse Standards Forum, can you tell our listeners, Victor, a bit about yourself and how did you individually get involved in Metaverse or the cryptocurrency hmm. and blockchain journey?
1: So I, my, my passion started a little bit, you know, really early days. I was one of the guys uh, at Second Life flying around uh, while everybody was trying to socialize. I was just an explorer uh, from, from the up, upside, you know, from, from, the, from, the, from, from the clouds flying around and, and tried to see what was there and what the limits of the world were. Obviously, I evolved as a digital professional and, and I kept it really close to my heart. Um, as a crypto retailer, uh, retail investor, I've been seeing, you know, the explosion of blockchain ico's and tokens in 2017 with all the big buzz uh of bitcoin happening at that time and uh, i decided look i mean this is this is coming there's there's no way around it the, 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 the technology is coming to a really you know good foundation and and i took some courses um got immersed in, in the mit in a mm-hmm. blockchain um executive uh, course and since then uh I've literally been looking at how do we apply this from a, from a business standpoint for, for my accounts, for my clients that I represent. And, um, and yeah, the the natural path has been, you know, we started all with crypto, the blockchain technology and language and jargon is super complicated to, to make it, you know, appealing for everybody. So then it started the NFT hype and explosion. And I've been really, from a personal level having my own master auto you know kind of self sufficient um, self learner and uh, just getting out there you know being curious the i would say my, my curiosity drove the 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 whole immersive sessions that i've i've had in in every single platform that i'm that i'm involved so yeah metaverse standard forum was a natural path uh, to help contribute a little bit and build that um, apart from other other DAOs as well uh that ignites that or or generates that curiosity and and brings it even forward so so yeah that's pretty much
0: yeah and it's great to know that you know you mentioned about the different phases in the cryptocurrency industry as well that is the ICO the NFT hype and the DAO and quite a lot of other things and it's really interesting to know that you know you've done the course in MIT because I believe Gary Gensler who's the chair of SEC, he used to be a professor before uh, joining yeah. the Security Exchange Commission as well. So Victor, take us back to a moment before the Metaverse Standards Forum was launched. Who did you speak to? Or were you approached by someone to create the MSF or Metaverse Standards Forum? And what was the main motivation to start the Metaverse Standards Forum?
1: So that, that's, a, that's a great question. First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm not the creator. Uh, I'm just a, a member uh after all this hype that happened before summer it was early June when I when I spotted uh they created all this media coverage you know they they, they were announcing that the industry experts leaders experts I wouldn't call it experts because no one is expert yet but I will say all these professionals that were really interested in shaping transforming and helping Develop the industry to get together in a in a in a common space, right? In a in a common uh, area to 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 shape and 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 discuss uh, the different areas and the different uh, sides of the industry, or, or what the metaverse is, or what is today and what it could be tomorrow, right? So I, I will say that the the, the chair Neil Trevor is actually doing an amazing job leading and and uh, guiding us all as as members. Uh, we joined in, in. I think it was in August. Um, while, I, while we were, everyone was in summer, so we had some time to rethink our strategy and, and plan the, the the way forward. Um, they have some regular meetings and they they kind of um, share their vision for the for the for the forum itself. I think that what ignited me it was because I'm getting into the industry really really in, in deep. Uh, navigating this rabbit hole and, you know, understanding all the intricacies and, and nuances of the industry. I think it was more the the need to uh, support as a, as a professional, um, but as well to get my curiosity, you know, uh, feed into. Um, so I can, you know, understand what are the areas that I don't know much. How can I learn from them? Um, let's say in, in, in 3D objects and and, and, you know, Kind of more the the creative aspect or the the tokenization, the NFT side, um, more than the data side, which I, I'm, I'm really into it. So that and the business part of it. Uh, so I think that that was kind of what it shaped and what triggered me to to join. Everybody's free to join. Uh, we welcome everybody um, as part of the the speaker bureau. Uh, obviously, I, I encourage everyone who is in the industry to come and participate. Uh, there's some really interesting work groups where people are leading and some people are just participating and sharing their their two cents, their their cap- capacity that they have um, to, to shape the industry. I think so.
0: Absolutely, and it's great that you mentioned that, You know, people from different industry are being part of it. For our listeners, if you look at Victor's experiences, he's got a phenomenal experience as a consultant as well, and he's been awarded a couple thank of reports as being a business consultant okay. a few times as well. So that's really great we are putting it in. So the next big question is, Victor, what is the Metaverse Standards Forum? What is it that you know you are trying to achieve or the Metaverse industry in general is trying to achieve with the Metaverse Standards Forum? And the basic question is why should businesses and individuals be part of the Metaverse Standards Forum?
1: So I think that the most important thing that we're trying as an industry to to or taco as a as a standard as a a msf is is interoperability as kind of the key aspect of it but as well what does it look like in terms of design and in terms of different aspects of of all the features that the metaverse will will bring in from the web 3 right so as the metaverse is a combination of all different elements within the web 3.0 space, which has obviously blockchains, smart contracts, NFTs, you name it, everything is kind of related in there, right? So what we're trying to do is how do we steer all those things together and and, and stitch it in a way that um, it has an interoperability across all of them. So cases like, for example, companies like Ready Player Me, which recently they launched their API avatar. So any kind of meta virtual world, I like to say that there's no metaverses. There is one metaverse, as is one internet, and then is subdomains where virtual worlds sit under. Um, that is my opinion. Uh, some people have theirs, <laughs> But in, in that sense, what we're trying to help is create this standards, which is really important in any kind of industry to set up the standards, the foundations of what is it today and how that can evolve over time of what it could be tomorrow. What is it today? We're building it. And if you look at it, what Web2 look back in the days, I was in my space doing, you know, managing my collective, my music collective, when I was in my twenties and a few years later it was gone, right? So what is it today? It might not be tomorrow. But what we can build is the standards that will set the tone for whatever comes after. I think that is the most important thing.
0: That is absolutely excellent. And uh, just last week, I was also listening to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. You know, he was talking about how it's so critical that you know everyone is part of the metaverse, and he does not want you know just to have the inclusive rights as well. So good that you sure. mentioned about interoperability. And my next question is just about the same thing as well in terms of. How does standardization help the metaverse industry? And what is the connection between standardization and interoperability?
1: That is a really good question. (laughs) Let me see if I can explain it (laughs) the the most concise and and possible. And if it's right or not at the end, it's it's just a matter of, of how you look at it, right? So standards are common identifiers or common commonalities that will happen across any given you know virtual world in this case right so um, what is that foundation in, in a sense what do we look at it from a metrics perspective what do we look at it from a design and 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 file perspective how do we look at it from a you know connectivity perspective and so on so all these kind of standards you know are the developments of of what the virtual worlds will look like and, and how do we set the tone? So everyone who comes, you know, like the World the, the the W3C, from Internet, you know, kind of those, you know, um, I'm not a technical guy. I'm not a developer. I'm not. Uh, so, excuse my French. In that sense, in, if it's not as technical or jargon as it should be, but is what really defines the foundations of of how it should be operated, right? Interoperability, the world itself is is how do we connect each of those areas, those fundamentals that you as a user will have no friction moving from one place to another, right? And how that makes it a seamless experience for you as a user without knowing, without not knowing what the technology is behind, or what is the intricacies of each of those worlds, but being freely to move from one place to another, or a brand to collect data across all of them? Or how do you bring your NFTs without, you know, having to purchase, repurchase those NFTs and and wearables in different worlds? So you own your own NFT, for example. So creating that separation between what are the standards that is the foundations of what makes it unique and, and makes it, you know, reliable that everyone can build on top of that knowing what to expect and the other part is how do we make it you know connect to each other so all those parts engine you know properly to make it a frictionless and a seamless experience for any user to come in
0: so am I right in saying let's say if I have an NFT in the decentralized platform Mm -hmm. I can utilize the benefits of that and let's say sandbox or let's say, let's say Dubai was, which Dubai is planning to build with the nico brands. That is essentially what interoperability would work in a way, right?
1: That will be one of the uses of interoperability. Yeah, uh, that is where we're aiming as as part of that. Interoperability yep. could be as well connecting blockchains to each other. So how cross, you know, chain will yep. allow that you have, you know. Your NFTs on Solana or your NFTs in Avalanche or whatever it is, and then will be applied on Ethereum blockchain, for example. So, how do you move that, you know, from one place to another? Call it metaverse, call it on-chain blockchain, on on-chain or off-chain doesn't really matter. Is how do you connect that uh, interoperability between them? So, as as a kind of um summaring the the part of the standardization side of thing, is that we are we're kind of enabling the the standards developing organization that is called SDOs. These SDOs it's 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 um, they're working on a on a constellation of standards uh, in different domains, uh, what, such as hardware, for example, APIs uh, and many others, um, which the industry doesn't really need to uh, need another SDO in that sense. It needs a mechanism for identifying the shared interests, right? So finding pages. In the interoperability standards for example that we're talking or or setting the industry-wide priorities or or communication or testing process progress it's it's pretty much that is the role of the forum that that plays um we are just enabling those sdos in a sense right so through the standards how do we help those critical requirements uh for the metaverse standards that can be identified you know and, and real world operability can be can be an exercise as well
0: that is excellent because uh, one of the ideas which i got last week was to have a metaverse podcast in the metaverse yeah what i was thinking was you know every guest that i invite, like yourself they will also be given an nft nice that will have you know the features well, of
1: i guess that ideas are not unique because i had that as well conversation last week with someone so yeah, yeah. Do it, let's get together man and absolutely
0: 100
1: uh, to join forces
0: i think it's a brilliant idea and that's just the way of. Moving forward, you know, with Web 3.0 as well. Yeah, great explanation on interoperability. Now, one question, Vector, which I wanted to ask, and this has to do with standardization. Are there any legal requirements that uh, metaverse Standards Forum has to follow so far as validating customers' data is concerned or in, let's say, creating any specific standards? Are there any kind of legal requirements that you're aware of or that the industry would generally have to follow as well?
1: So, just maybe to look into why what, what is important and why we're looking at it, right? So, it's, it's a combine the connectivity of the web with the immersive and spatial computer. Uh, diverse technologies will need to in, in, interoperate in, in in those kind of new ways, right? Standardized access to proven technologies in the metaverse that creates market opportunities by removing market friction and and helping you know ensure that the metaverse is open and, and accessible to. To everyone how does you know uh, how do we play on those in, in that sense to um capture or, or, or tell what to do or not to do to others to to third parties i think we're, we're not here to to kind of put anyone off or, yep. or we're, we're here to build together right um as of today the, the the process is quite in the early stages so there's no real standards yet defined in, in many ways. There's a lot of working groups that were looking at how do we make it that accessible, how do we create that um standardization process. But um apart from that, the the, the metaverse standard forum is gonna be setting the, the the kind of foundation, as I said. Yeah. And then it will be anyone who wants to take it forward to apply in the way that they believe it, it makes sense to them, right? Um same happened with, with the world web and 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 the standards. Anyone of, of Google or Apple's of the world and Facebook's of the world are utilizing this, the standards in their own uh, different ways, right? So I don't know if I answered your question.
0: One thing which I wanted to find out, and I'm not sure if this falls under the metaverse Standards Forum. Let's say who is someone below the age of 13 or below the age of 10. Is there any way to have a standard to say that, you know, this person is below a certain age or is it completely open? I mean, how does that work? Any idea or thoughts on that?
1: So if, if I understood correctly, so is that actually kind of analyzing if that user is below age and, yeah. and allowing that person to come into Correct. the world itself? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have the same problems as of today, right? So there's no real way to validate that a 13-year-old kid cannot come into social media. Um, obviously, this is a lot on, on the parents. I'm a parent, and, and my, my son, for example, plays Minecraft, but is, is not connected to the to the net, so he doesn't really have access to the worldwide access of, of Minecraft. He plays himself um, within his close groups, you know, his own creative or adventure or, or, or the other one who likes to kill a survivor. Yeah. And, and he plays in a safe environment if we are going to be able to cut that or kind of you know put a restrictions on that i'm sure there will be some gates that needs to happen uh gate processes could be through an nft kind of way Uh, but to know exactly i mean to 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 avoid you know underage kids coming in in the metaverse i don't think we will be able because we're not able yet today the process of having to have you know a wallet a digital wallet obviously puts some barriers adds barriers for accessing those things the more savvy they get uh, and you can see maybe 13 14 year old kids now knowing more about digital wallets nfts and crypto than than a 50 year old person so that you know that the barriers will will increase for people like us but for younger audiences they will know how to navigate those things
0: Absolutely spot on, and my niece is exactly 14 years old. Oh, yeah. And believe it or not, when I talk to my my brother and my dad about uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, I tell my niece to explain it to them, because she's very thorough so far as Bitcoin is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so you okay. know you're absolutely spot on in terms of you know the teenagers of today. They are definitely very well tech savvy. So absolutely brilliant point. One thing which I wanted to find out, our uh, Victor, earlier in September, there was a newsletter set out discussing setting the goals for an open Metaverse, and there were some updates regarding the first two months of the MSF or Metaverse Standards Forum. Can you share some insights or some information about that as well?
1: Sure, I mean, in, in September, the, the working group started. Um, it was when when pretty much everything uh, took a little bit of form and, and shape uh, after the, the announcement uh, in, in June, I think it was. Um, and on the whole summer right so during that time people were just getting on boarded getting to know each other understanding the different you know um let's say challenges or areas of focus and in september the the announcement was more about hey now we're ready let's start working on 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 the standards and and how to enable this part right so the the work started with you know we have a, a monthly um meeting where you know, you Neo know, brings everyone together. Uh, there's still a lot of new members joining every month. So there's a, already an, an educational process and an onboarding, you know, process that needs to happen. Uh, but those ones who we've been there for, for a few months and we are already listed in some of the work groups. What, what is happening is that we get together in, in small, more agile uh, discussions. You know, the, the capacity that each of us Already working uh, program, professionals that we, we do this kind of more pro bono uh, to help the the industry grow. Um, I think that that is what happened in the announcement that came through in September. How to how to you know kickstart the the actual working groups.
0: And the meetings were they like the physical meetings or did you have like Zoom session or a mixture or combination of everything?
1: As far as I've been involved, um, majority is online. Um, we have our own platform where we coordinate everything from there. The organization has been has been fantastic, to be honest. Uh, run seamlessly with no um, hiccups, and and everyone knows what what comes in uh, to do. So everything runs in remote uh, perfectly fine. Uh, I think is a excellence uh, in in this last two years that we we achieve working on remote everyone. So there's, there's, I'm sure there will be some face-to-face groups that are happening or meetings that are happening maybe more in, in the U.S. and in certain hubs, um, in U.K. or in Europe in, in general. But uh, me here in the Middle East, <laughs> although the hype and the buzz uh, of Dubai be trying to be the capital of the world uh, in the metaverse and, and blockchain, I think there's a limited, still limited face-to-face, which I'm sure it will, it will change in, in the next few months.
0: Absolutely. And last week, you know, when I was watching the whole uh, advertisement for MetaQuest Pro yes, of uh, Facebook or Meta, they've also partnered with Microsoft.
1: Indeed. So what yeah. they're
0: planning to have, you know, an entire business environment setting with Microsoft 365 in the augmented reality. And it is kind of linked to virtual reality as well. So hopefully in the near future, all the meetings will probably happen that way as well. But I really liked, you know, you did hit upon such crucial points about Dubai as well. And you are based in Dubai, Victor. Can you share some insights on how businesses and individuals based on your experience are reacting to the Metaverse Standards Forum? And is there any, some kind of buzz between decision makers or is there some kind of fluff regarding the MSF or Metaverse Standards Forum?
1: Well, I think that the hype is real. And um, as I said, right at the beginning, there's events uh, within the Metaverse every week. Uh, And we're speaking about World-class events that are happening um, with thought leaders, because uh, calling experts no, but they are, they are thought leaders and, and top-notch class professionals coming in in the region, mostly to Dubai to to share their thoughts, to to help shape shape the industry and and bring the knowledge and the talent here. I think Dubai, specifically Dubai, but but you know even Abu Dhabi. With, with the regulations and VARA in Dubai and, and, and EGGM in, in, in Abu Dhabi, they've made an incredible, you know, um, steps in, in, in bringing those top talents in the region. Um, the metaverse assembly, for example, was the culmination of, of the presentation of Dubai's strategy of the Dubaiverse, right? Um, and that there's not many cities or countries having already a metaverse strategy in place. You have Hong Kong. You have now uh, Singapore. Even Turkey is taking quite a lot of leads. Yes, Istanbul. I was well. going to say Istanbul, uh, Dubai, and uh, and I don't know if I I leave one or the other outside. Mm-hmm. But there's there's no many really looking at how do we adopt as a country. Um, government entities are putting regulations and you know. Um, I heard that dubai police today actually released <laughs> whatever crime you do on the metaverse in dubaiverse you're gonna get in jail as well <laughs> they can <laughs> they, get, they can come to you as well for you know in, in real life so it is it is a combination of public and private entities really looking at this ecosystem as an evolution of what is already there an enhancement and a um let's say a um an enhancement of our physical life yeah. through our digital, you know, or, or virtual presence. Um, I really like what Kathy Hocko, um, you know, describes that as as that kind of blend between the physical and digital world, which is you know the reality. And, and you mentioned Facebook and and uh, Microsoft launching, you know, their 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 new um, Oculus, uh, uh, the new partnership. Um, there is going to be for for, yeah so but at the same time they 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 launched the new oculus pro right Uh, the new so it's going to be in my opinion there's obviously there's going to be news every day every week every month changes are going to happen um and as i said having a government looking at you know how to drive this forward um it makes it much easier for private companies to come in on board and support that vision uh, that if it comes from a private level and helping the government to get in or, or kind of convincing the government to come in, which I think that is maybe more what is happening in other parts of the world uh, parties actually was was kind of featured as well on 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 that land that is coming and accepting you know putting more regulations to bring in as well uh, more players into the in into the city um but yeah, I think it's um it just Dubaiverse is, is is on the sandbox. Actually, is going to be um, quite an, an experiment that will provide a lot of data yeah. to validate if what we're doing is correct uh, and if, as users, um, we're going to have that you know enhancements of our life uh, for true for true or not. You know, it's going to be a you know kind of a decision making okay. uh, process that we need to make.
0: Yeah, and this whole Dubai verse that is backed by a giant called Nico Brands, So, you know, I definitely see some really heavy potential in that. And I'm so glad that you also mentioned about Abu Dhabi. And last week, you know, even Sharjah, the other emirate, that also mentioned about having a Sharjah verse. So it looks like, you know, every different emirate is trying to be part of the global metaverse. And I'm so glad that you also mentioned about the Metaverse Standards Forum because at the keynote, His Excellency, He also said that, you know, technology evolves, but it's so critical to have the human element. So, you know, I think even in this metaverse, Mm -hmm. I think as the technology grows, it's so critical that we have the human element. And I really like that you also mentioned about safety and the Dubai police getting, you know, arresting people. Of course, one of the members of Metaverse Standards Forum, we did have an interview last week by a Canadian company called Chandni. I'm not sure if you're aware about him. Uh, Nav Gupta. Yeah. So he no. was talking about how his particular project is already looking at safety protocols. So, you know, in terms of physically of touching someone, so, you know, great points covered in this particular point.
1: Safety is going to be a, a massive discussion uh, based on the standards and as well, every because at the end every police in every part of the world has his own ways of working. Right. It's really important, you know, the safety and how do we look at safety news because every, every country has different ways of working um every different regulations different laws uh, law enforcement it <laughs> works differently in every country right and and we're looking at and this is why it's really important the standards because everyone needs to play within the same same rules yep. they need to be binding to the same rules and it cannot be applied applicable for one country or the other it needs to be standard because it's global, it is online, it is it is virtual access. Anyone can access. There's no constraints of that, right? So, I wouldn't even tap into other other areas. But safety, what you do, what what is bad or what is good, that needs to have the standards. What is doable, what is not, and how do you reward what is good and how do you penalize what is bad? In that sense, those standards, I think it it, it is a It is one of the priorities we have, as well, um, different work groups. but it it literally has a set of rules that need to be applicable for everyone who comes in. That is not a difference between the country or or any any law or regulation or jurisdiction. That is an excellent way of putting it out. And that gives our listeners a
0: clear indication of, you know, what the role of standards is in the metaverse. So thank you so very much for that. Really appreciate it. and now one question, uh, Victor, which I wanted to ask, from your point of view and based on your experience with data move as well, and with your experience with Metaverse Standards Forum, what suggestion or advice would you like to give for businesses and individuals who are just getting into Metaverse?
1: So look, th- this started as a, as a personal, you know, project on the side with with a lot of, you know, few of my colleagues that we've been developing different startups and and, and projects uh, over the last, you know, few years, uh, from AR to VR to, you know, hardware development, um, utilizing composite materials. So, so you, if you know me, maybe you, you would have heard, you know, Carbon Mobile and and some other projects here in the region. Um, it, it was all based on curiosity, and as I said, um, we started seeing that when, from a business standpoint, there was a need to. Maintaining the ethos of what the Web three is—that is, is, is privacy—and and, and uh, you know, user data needs to be kept you know in private. And and you know, we go from zero-party data. Uh, we go from first-party data that we're working right now on the digital space to complete zero-party data because we only have access to the wallet, and that wallet, unless you kind of name it and you have you know your nickname, avatar, AKA whatever, we don't know who's that person, right? So. It started in a way. How can we translate web two thinking in a, in, a, in a kind of a way that helps businesses measure performance rather than utilizing data of the users in a bad way, right? So, my my point of of how do we build that you know standards is first, which metrics do we look like? What do we need to look into? How do we keep that ethos as our priority? um the privacy of it and and how do we don't use that because we've been the product for so many years we've been the product of all these companies for so many years that what we need to do is how do we help read write and own in a way that you are the owner of your data and you decide when to get that data so that the the curiosity started that way and last week was an explosion on decentraland for example on on daily active users and monthly active users. And how do we track data? What kind of data do we track? DCL metrics, uh, you know, put it really nicely. There's few colleagues in the in the space that, you know, took that and, and took that public data and, and created, you know, some kind of a dashboards that any brand can access and, and really evaluate if that data is there is right or not. But, you know, keeping the ethos of, of privacy at its best. So I think that my focus or my curiosity is how do we help businesses understand what what, the, what are they doing and how do they you know measure the return of their investment so they can keep on investing more and generate adoption you know at a higher level while providing that immersive experience to their to their customers in a in a more personalized way. So we're still playing between the, the web 2 and web 3 mindset i think uh, for many uh, myself included but building these standards will allow us to you know cut cut from old you know fashion uh, ways of doing things and completely you know take that leap and and move in in that decentralized environment that we we all want to be
0: that's absolutely great and i'm glad that you you know you mentioned about the whole private key and public key point of it and uh, what was really interesting you also touched upon decentralized number of users and i did see via linkedin that uh, someone did actually share some data and you did comment about it in terms of you know this precisely the reason why it's important to have a standard set do you want to share some more information about that particular comment because when i read through it i think it gave a very good description of why we require standards
1: yeah i think i mean look we we are working with a lot of different metaverse providers uh, obviously there's a there's another uh, set as well of, of, of an entity organization that is more related to, just to that um to the metaverse developers in, in in specific what i do believe is that there is there is a need for data data is the validation right and maybe kind of summarizing everything if the nfts are the products and the and the metaverse is the experience that we're providing the data is the validation that everything is consistent and everything is coherent so if we really look at the data of what we are today this this if we compare we're completely off (laughs) on the chart if we compare ourselves we cannot compare to web 2 but we need to compare ourselves of where we were with internet 30 years ago and the, the activity, this the speed and the volume when they were not there 30 years ago. As of today, we look at it backwards 30 years from now. Now we see ourselves completely through smartphones. Everything is, is you know, interconnected. There's data signals. I think it was around 5000 data signals per person uh, in our day to day life, right? Um, how this links together? How do we stitch all this together? How do we utilize those standards to form the chain of 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 that interoperability, of that you know cohesive you know uh, ways of working between all the entities, all the players and and partners within the ecosystem? I think that is the key, right? And having a, a case of you know a company sharing some data which was not counting properly or not utilizing the the right metrics or the right standards. I think that is what we need to sort as an industry, you know, forum and association is what is the foundation? Where do we start? What are those different boxes in every single uh, step of the way? How do we package them? That is absolutely excellent.
0: And I like the fact that, you know, you, you gave a comparison of what life was 30 years ago. And on that similar line, what I wanted to ask you a question was that, let's say a couple of decades from now, two or three decades from now, do you think the metaverse economy will be bigger than the real world economy? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs>
1: uh, I think it was uh, Doctor Mawana Al Saruni uh, yeah. mentioned it the other day in one of the conferences. Um, who owns? Who 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 owns? Or oh, let me put it this way: who who rules the metaverse will rule the world, in, in a sense. Um, in the in the metaverse assembly, they were talking about metaverse, uh, you know, uh, instead of GDP, it was going to be MDP, yep. uh, you know, metaverse, how's uh, it call uh, Metaverse
0: Gross Domestic Product.
1: Gross domestic Product, yeah. Yeah. Um, metaverse uh, Domestic Product. It was going to be the, the next set of, of standards to to measure the impact of any you know, country within the, the virtual world, right. That only countries like this ones can, can take, I think obviously 20 years from now is really far. Um, I mean, whoever, you know, put 20 years ago, where we will be today. I think all these visionaries had a vision, but might not be exactly as, it, as, it, as they painted or, or defined it or visionary, uh, but, um, I would say it will have a a big impact in in our day-to-day life, mostly because of the mixed reality aspect, not as if it's today. The, the, The metaverse experience that we have today is that internet experience we had 30 years ago. So putting a comparison between that, obviously, we will be way more integrated in that experience. That enhances, as I said, enhances our physical life. If we need to be stuck on a laptop, or have wearing our VR glasses stuck at home, that or, or in the office, that is not an immersive experience that we can take outside that space, right? So we're really bonded to, to that, you know, constrained to the, to the areas of activation that we can do. Um, if we can take the Metaverse with us and be a part of us in our day-to-day life, then we have an immersive experience that enhance and in, improves our layer of, of physical activity. I think that is where we we will see an explosion of of, of people coming in, right, and, and mass adoption coming in. Same happened with internet, as I said, right. So the mobile phones, smartphones, exploded the, the access to internet in in regions like you know Africa, South America, uh, Southeast Asia, where they might didn't started that early on on the computers on the internet, you know, from from. Uh, cpu or early days of laptops but they came in straight away into the smartphone era where they were like accessing every single thing you know from from they didn't have to unlearn because they they were learning from the get-go so i think that is you know 20 years from now my kid will be 26 I think it will be utilizing you know the immersive experience of the metaverse in in a way that we cannot really envision today but definitely will be an enhancement of the digital life of the physical life um, through glasses through devices that we cannot really define today
0: totally agree and i think over time the devices are going to get smaller maybe probably even get, you know, something that we might just put contact lenses or something. And I do envision in the future, it will be something like that. Now, one question which I wanted to ask, and I just have two final questions. Is there any final word, uh, Victor, you'd like to say to our listeners about the Medivore Standards Forum?
1: So uh, I think it's, um, the the Medivore Standards Forum is is for every professional that is out there working and, and trying to change the world uh on their space on their with their expertise uh there's no cost there's no ndas um, there's um, there is no discussion of who owns what and and what kind of api uh, sorry API ip we we own Um, everyone is here to build and and i think this is one of the and i saw the other day on, on on linkedin actually there was a there was an image in the middle it was you know just few people consulting and, and experts, you know, discussing and, and advising. And there was just on the left, on the, on the other side, it was just three people building it. I think we need more people on the building side rather than on the talking. Um, I'm, I do believe I'm sometimes more on the talking than on the building. But what we need to really do is as professionals start to walk the talk um, if we if we believe there are not enough people using it, users using it, change that, create a new version, create an improvement, or, or an iteration of what we have today, so people can understand better, you know what that experience could bring to them. Um, evangelize a lot, um, which I think education is a key important fact that, you know, technology is quite quite complicated what we're talking in in the blockchain and, and the metaverse with NFTs and DAOs and everything and when any user heals crypto they get scared um and they just put them back you know in, in in the seat again and I think it's just a matter of how us as a collective can help you know democratize the use of it but if we believe that there's going to be a, a, an adoption in due time why don't we start spending some time there as well, um, and and utilize it ourselves as users, right? I think there's few companies already there as well pushing their employees to to take the more the, the stand-ups, you know, the town halls, the regular meetings, moving up from you know more video calls into more immersive experiences. I think look, this the, the MSF is is there for anyone who's working in the industry to help shape it, and and I. Their two cents, whatever their expertise is, um, as a as a pro bono, and uh, and be part of something greater.
0: Absolutely, and there are some rural heavy duty players in the MSF as well.
1: hundred uh, percent. The big brands of the world are part of this, and um, and I just obviously that there's way more. Uh, but you have you know from the likes of you know, Adobe or Autodesk or, or you, know, you know Nvidia, Microsoft, Meta you know, you name it, Ikea is there, Huawei, um, so many. And uh, the, the good thing is that there's not only these big big players, because everyone has his own voice. Um, I think there's a lot of startups, a lot of SMEs, um, a lot of players who are building it, uh, participating in the discussion and, and adding really great contribution to to those working groups.
0: And for our listeners, you know, one thing which Victor mentioned was the importance of building things, you know, which is so critical, you know, about the image also that you mentioned. One advice that I can think of and the blue ocean in the metaverse industry is the area of payments. And one thing which I'm seeing a lot of people are not looking at is central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. So, you know, if someone wants to build CBDCs as a form of payment or a medium of exchange i do think you know that is a blue ocean area at least for now but yeah. maybe three to five years down the line there might be many many other companies who might be implementing cbdc's i think
1: well i i, I won't get into that uh, my background is a lot in the financial yes. status economy but obviously there's there's a it, it's coming uh, central banks already are you know analyzing how to do that how to implement the cbdc's and how it's going to be playing within the crypto space and how it's going to be collaborating and, and, and generating that interoperability be, between each of those coins and and different blockchains so it, it is a matter of time I don't think it's an if it's a when
0: I think what individuals need to do is they need to do their own research and based 100%. on their understanding they need to find out you know if it is something that you agree or disagree to it. So absolutely brilliant point. Now, one final question, Victor, which I wanted to ask, and this is nothing to do with metabos nothing to do with cryptocurrencies, absolutely nothing to do with our working experience. The question is, what genre of music that you like and why?
1: Uh-huh. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I, I started more in the hip-hop side of things back in wow. the late 90s. Uh, you know, it has evolved quite a lot. I'm a really funky uh 70s 80s and 90s fun but uh hip-hop was uh was a uh, you know my my go-to preferred option uh i started as a dj back in my 20s uh, more on deep house and, and deep jazz and a little bit of uh of house music so that gave me the groove and you know kind of more the funky side so yeah uh, i think it's a, it's a cool question uh and always nice to to put that in with uh, with a smile
0: absolutely excellent thank you so very much victor for taking the time for doing this really really appreciate it is there any final words that you have to say to our listeners
1: no thank you very much i think you have a great show uh you you are acting as a as a key driver of, of all the conversations that are happening within the industry so please follow guys thank you george have a good day thanks thanks
0: have a great fun thank you